Yes, now we go on uh, with this question of Lalo entering with the old, an old and dirty bridal veil. Lalo imitates his mother in a youth and on a wedding day in church. In the background, Beba hums the wedding march. Lalo's movements should not be exaggerated. A certain ambiguity prevails on this occasion, right? Uh, the wedding march normally is by uh, the composer Mendelssohn and it's taken from uh, his opera on Midsummer's Night's Dream. Yeah, and it goes this way. I'll whistle it out for you. Okay, now, so, uh, so there's ambiguity, right? And Lalo, now he's acting as a mother. Kuka has acted as a mother up till now. But Lalo acts as a mother and acts as a mother on the wedding day. Mother, uh, Lalo says, Oh, Albert, I'm scared. The smell of the flowers, the music. So many people have come, haven't they? Your sister Rose didn't come. No, did your cousin, Lola, didn't like me. I know they don't, Albert. I know it. They've been saying horrible things about me. And about my mother too. Oh, I don't know. Do you really love me, Albert? Do I look pretty? Ah, my tummy hurts. Smile. That's the creep, Dr. Nunes and his wife. Do you think people are counting the months? If they find out, I'll die of embarrassment. Look, Epsonia's daughters are smiling at you. Those sluts. Whoops. Did I say the word? Ah, Albert, I feel dizzy. My tummy hurts. Don't hold me. Don't tread on my train. Or I'll fall over. Oh, honey, I want to get rid of this baby. I know you're determined to have it, but I don't want it. Oh, I'm going to faint. Albert, Albert, this is ridiculous. We didn't have to get married today. Another day would have been better. Oh, that music and the smell of those flowers. Ugh. And there, yours, your mother. Uh, and there, your mother. That bitch. Whoops. Did I say the word? Ah, I don't know. Albert, I can't breathe this damned brat. 
I like to rip it off out of myself, right? Now, that's what is going in uh, to the background of the whole family. And the idea is an unwanted pregnancy, right? Of course, in different cultures, the idea of uh, pregnancy before marriage is looked at differently. In some cultures, people have to be proved to be fertile. And that is, they have to get pregnant. Maybe they have to have children. And then only uh, when both of them are equally uh, fertile, then you get them married, right? Yeah. So perhaps that's some part of the, the, the idea of marriage, of course, is something that's new in the history of the world, right? Uh, yeah, and I think we know that and I'm not going to go there, right? But here you have this thing of saying, look, look at how many people are there, right? And your sister Rose didn't come, your cousin Lola didn't, didn't like me. So the whole idea is about liking and not liking, right? And then the word whore and the word uh, bitch are used, right? And this Lalo asks the mother, asks the mother and says, oh, did I say the word? Did I say the word? I'm not supposed to say it, but I said it, right? So that's uh, what characterizes uh, the speech, yeah? Or the, the little bit that he says, Kuka as mother. Now, Kuka is again acting the mother, right? So look at the mother from different kinds of actors and different kinds of perspectives, right? And how does it actually come together? Does a character build up, okay? The, it's not Aristotelian in that kind of sense, but you have different people acting the same character. Now, Lola, uh, Lalo is a is a uh, is a, uh, a male, right? Koka is a female, and both are acting a female character, and that comes across very strongly, right? As mother, hatefully biting the words, "You make me sick," wrenching the wail of him, right? I don't know how I gave birth to such an abortion. I'm ashamed of you, ashamed of your whole life. And now you want to save yourself? No way. Forget about salvation. Drown yourself. Die. Do you think I'm going to let you, you of all people, criticize me in front of the visitors? Don't you see what you are? You're a cretin. To the imaginary person. I'm so sorry, Angelita, please don't go. In her previous harsh and firm tone of voice, I've been asking you to help me for ages. There are loads of things to clean in this house. The dishes, the fridge, the dust, and those marks on the mirrors. So much to be done, mending, darning, sewing. Lalo goes up to Kuka. Get out! You want to turn this house upside down and I won't allow it. Not over my dead body. The ashtray goes on the table. Puts the ashtray on the table. The vase goes on the table. Puts the vase on the table. Who do you think you are? I'll tell your father right now with disgust and rancor. You wretch. What would you do without us? What have you got to mourn about? Do you think we are stupid? Yes. Well, I'll tell you. We are no better or worse than anyone else. But if you think we'll let you order us around, you're very wrong. Do you know 
what I've sacrificed to keep this house running smoothly? Do you think we'll just give it up like that? If you want to go, go. I'll pack your bags myself. That's, there's a door, right? Now, that's something that Kuka said before, right? And that's as Kuka talking to uh, Lalo, right? But what is interesting over here is, as a mother, you have two people playing the mother at two different points of time, right? And uh, Lalo is playing the mother on a wedding day, right? And this whole idea of an unwanted pregnancy, right? And uh, he is referred to, uh, uh, I don't know how I gave birth to such an abortion, okay? An abortion is a dead child, right? Yeah? And how did I give birth? So he's called an abortion. He's called a dead fetus, right? He's called also a cretin, yeah? So all these kinds of words are really uh, terrible, right? Yeah? And he's called a wretch, right? And the idea is to say, at one po portion of time, uh, she says, I've asked, uh, I've asked you to help me, right? Yeah? Uh, don't, don't expect salvation. Drown yourself. Drown yourself. Die. Do you think I'm going to let you, you of all people, criticize me in front of visitors, right? Yeah? So the idea of the criticizing and criticizing me in front of visitors is a political kind of statement if you look at the house and if you look at the, the house as a metaphor or the home as a metaphor for the country, right? So no criticism at all, stop the criticism, right? So that's that. But at the personal level, at the family level, as a family drama, you see her uh, uh, talking to this imaginary person called Angelita, who we've already seen uh, in a little uh, part of the play, uh, this part of the act before. There are loads of things to clean up in the house, the dishes, the fridge, yeah? So he's saying, she's saying that look, the dust, those marks on the mirrors, so much to be done, mending, darning, sewing, okay? Yeah, and now Lalo goes up to Koka. Now that's action. And Koka says, get out. You want to turn this house upside down and I won't allow it, right? She's talking mother's voice and said, well, I'm the boss. I'm still the mother. I am in charge of policy and the ashtray goes on the table, the vase goes on the table. They won't be put around anywhere, okay, right? Uh, I'll tell your father right now, right? That's complaining, of course. You wretch, what would you have done without us, right? And that's something that we've already heard that the mother has said, right? Yeah, and uh, what if, yeah, and it's not a nice thing to say to a child, right? But it's a question of saying that, well, we've done everything for you. We've brought you up from scratch. We've brought you up as a teeny weeny baby and we've looked after you and now you're doing this to us, right? Yeah, and that's not a good thing to say, but that's what she says. What have you got to moan about? Do you think we are stupid? Yeah, what have you got to cry about, right? And the question very often is when people have everything or material comfort, uh, you expect that they're happy, right? That's the expectation, but that's not what it is, right? 
uh, we go back to the the person called Beckett, who was uh, a businessman's son, right? Uh, quite uh, well to do, right? And he says that he was not bought, born with a talent for happiness, right? Yeah, so you get that. You get that in Kafka's America, where freedom is given to you and you just destroy all your freedom, right? So if you just give somebody material uh, security, that's almost no security, right? A thinking person will never have material security, right? Or uh, Adrian Rich's line, a thinking woman sleeps with monsters, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And here she's going on saying, well, you, you're not going to do it. You're not going to change it. And she says, well, if you want to go, go, right? I'll pack your bags myself. There's the door, right? Yeah. So that's what we talked about uh, one or two lectures ago when we say, what happens if a person says, look, I'm going to go, right? And you say, go. And then the person doesn't go, right? And uh, the person uh, has to uh, eat what the English expression is eat humble pie one okay or swallow down his the insult and just go on living and that's probably worse than going and suffering on the street right because if you've actually been insulted and then you know your place Koka stands with a back to the audience Lalo approaches the table and contemplates the knife with indifference he picks up it up and caresses it. He stabs it into the center of the table, right? Now you have that kind of, uh, we talked about the assassination and the idea of what is the assassination? Is the text assassinated or who is assassinated? Okay, right? Or are these people assassinating the text, right? Yeah. So he, uh, he plunges a knife into the center of the table and that's some action in the play. How much longer? How much longer? Don't get impatient. If only we could do it today. You're being, Beba says, uh, don't get impatient. If only we could do it today is Lalo. Beba again says, you're being stupid. Lalo, right now. Lalo grabs the knife from the table. He looks at his two sisters and rushes upstage. Beba, don't do it. You'll be sorry. Beba, be careful. Koka says, sings weekly the living rooms not the living room and that's the song that is supposed to be by Lalo right and that's the song that the living rooms not the living room the kitchen not the kitchen all the kind of things the two sisters are in position Beba stage right Koka stage left they have their backs to the audience simultaneously they utter a frightful shattering scream Lalo enters, the two sisters fall to their knees. Okay, Lalo holding the knife, silence. Beba and Koka are standing, singing quietly. The living room is not the living room. The living room is the kitchen. The bedroom is not the bedroom. The bedroom is the bathroom. Uh, okay, so uh, now you have this. So is, what does the singing mean, right? Is it, does it mean that Lalo is uh, got total power? Okay. Uh, okay. And the, what does the scream mean, right? Because both of this is a very interesting 
kind of visual that you see the two sisters, one stage left, one stage right, are backing the audience, which is not normally done when we speak, but backing the audience, right? And uh, they utter a frightfully shattering scream. Yeah, right? So, and Lalo says, silence, right? And now they start singing quietly the same old song of Lalo. So the question is, again, is this the idea of uh, uh, the idea of the counter-revolutionary, right? And is it that you say that, well, we're singing your song, but we don't like your song, right? Yeah? Uh, the two sisters have stopped singing. Yeah. Now, Lalo, I feel calm. I like to sleep, sleep, sleep forever. But I'll do that tomorrow. Today, I have lot to do. The knife slips from his hands and falls to the ground. How easy it is! Uh, it all is. You just walk around the room, slowly, on tiptoes. The slightest noise would mean disaster. And you move forward, hanging in midair. The knife doesn't tremble. Nor does your hand. You know what you're doing. The wardrobe, the bed, the curtains, the vases, the carpets, the ashtrays, the chairs. They all push you towards the naked, wheezing, sweating bodies was determined and now we must clean up the blood wash them dress them and fill the house with flowers later on we'll dig a deep deep hole and wait until morning pensively so easy so terrible the two sisters have stopped singing Koka picks up the knife and starts cleaning it on her apron long pause how do you feel Beba Koka all right, Koka to Beba, it's tiring. Beba to Koka, the worst thing is you get used to it. But someday, Koka to Beba, but someday, and Beba, it's like everything. Open the door, beats his chest, exalted, wide eyed. An assassin, an assassin, falls to his knees. What's on this? The first pass part has ended, blackout, right? So the question is, is this a real murder or are they acting murder, right? Are they acting an assassination? Because he begins with an assassination, an assassination, okay? And at the end of it, again, it's an assassination, uh, yeah? Uh, Beba says the performance has begun in the beginning, yeah? Lalo says, shut the door, an assassin, an assassin falls to his knees, right? At the end of the play, that's the same kind of circle we come back to and we've had all this kind of interlude actually right as if it's happening and as if it's what you call an expressionist drama right and this is all happening in the mind of characters right so one kind of reading is that this is expressionist right and this is expressionist drama which is not really happening right because we have the shifts between uh, scenes across time that's one of the things that happens to us right and we also see that uh that there is a lot of sordid kind of uh mentality that's going on right and of course it's about putting up the play and acting and constantly we're told by kuka and biba that look uh this is just a play this is just an act 
I don't want to act. We don't want to act. It's bit, uh, it's boring. Okay, and we are tired. It, it's exhausting. It's emotionally exhausting, and we don't want to put up the same act, right? So yeah, and then you have the assassins. The assassins, right? Yeah, an assassin, an assassin, right? So he's saying, shut the door, an assassin, and open the door, an assassin, an assassin, right? Yeah. So uh, he begins by saying, shut the door, an assassin, and open the door, open the door, an assassin falls to his. Uh, knees what's all this the first part has ended now koka asks beba what's all this and she says the first part has ended right so he's telling the audience this is a play right you come to watch a play now the first part of the play has ended right we acting in the play right and we've acted all this and we've acted the mother we've acted the father we've acted pentelian we've acted margaret we've acted uh uh, uh the neighbor next door the gossiping neighbor next door we've acted the drunken shopkeeper we've acted uh as father we've acted as mother and all that kind of thing right so all of us have acted around right and we've also acted like the assassins right or are we the assassins because lalok says an assassin an assassin right so what is the script whose script is it right and what happens is uh, lalo beba koka all of them get out of the script and at various points in the first act they uh, they are, uh, they say things that shouldn't be in the script right yeah and uh, that's uh, that's supposed to come out on stage right and the question is these are two levels of drama right there's one is they playing the mother and the father and the situation of childhood okay as adults right and uh they they're playing out the psychodrama right and of course we've talked about again and again we've talked about the idea of the the counter revolutionary right we've got, talked about the assassinations or the the idea of assassination or the plot of assassination we've talked about the idea of leaving home leaving the country getting away yeah and going to a better world yeah and putting up with all the domination and all the uh, kind of policy decisions of the country right so we stay back okay or in hamlet's words uh yeah discuss yeah uh we rather bear the ills we have and fly to others we know not of that thus conscious makes us cowards of us all right so that's what lalo says in one of his speeches right to koka and to the audience he says well you want your safety you want your security you can't you don't want to think you don't want to rebel you don't want to do anything and that's what's sad about you right so that's uh, as far as uh, we go with this play uh, this is the first part of it right and uh, you see that there is this idea of the breschian theater which is actually telling you this is a play there's an act, uh, this the act of the the pirandello kind of thing where you're putting up a play which is spontaneous right you're playing different parts you get into the part you play the part somebody else comes and plays the same part right and all those kind of things are happening which is interesting in itself 
right yeah and different people create the character of the mother and the father right maybe there is a diff- so the idea of how is character created who creates a character what is the political opinion or what is the opinion right all opinion is political right what is the polit- political opinion of the mother what is the political opinion of the father does it slightly differ from coca lalo and uh, beba right so do they have different opinions about the mother right or about the father right do they play the mother differently is there a, is there treatment of the mother with kindness or is the treatment of the mother with hate right uh, i think we can see that coca is more establishmental at least by the end of the act right and her portrayal of the mother right uh is also interesting because she's actually understands the mother's position or she talks about trying to understand the mother's position right and she treats lalo as if lalo is really a pain and a problem right which perhaps he is right yeah and uh well he's probably an overgrown baby he's probably yeah but he's uncomfortable with himself he's uncomfortable with the way he acts right yeah and he's uncomfortable with whatever he's done and he thinks that he's a product of this kind of a family and many people think that they're a product of the kind of family they have and their childhood right so i think that is where we begin right and we think that we are product of our countries yeah and why how we think how we feel we are all products of our countries and how we were schooled initially right okay of course and very sadly uh, sometimes we don't think beyond the school right and the school in which we were taught right uh, and we were taught basic principles of how to teach how to live how to think and all those kind of things okay uh, of course skills were also taught to us but uh, the idea of a university and the idea of a college is the idea where we are supposed to unlearn prejudice right yeah and we just think right and the play is actually making us do that right though these people are caught with the past behind them they also trying very hard and uh, to think differently and to be different from the understandings uh, that they've given um uh, before right now so that's the conclusion of the first act right and we just look again and see whatever whatever we've done right we talked about a family drama right where this is a family drama of a time gone by right okay and the question is are the parents in the house or are the parents not in the house okay because they say at one point of time well the parents have to leave then we'll have the play right yeah and the question is who are the parents are the parents the government right and that's the metaphorical and the wider reaching reaching kind of literary significance of the work right are the parents the government are the parents the real parents are the parents the establishment right all that is left for us to question and unless they leave the house we can't put up the play and they actually put up the play and uh they create the atmosphere they create uh, uh portions of the play and the the metaphorical implications of 
you have to put this here and that here and that here. The order of the house is policy decisions. If you think about how the uh, Castro government interprets the play or how it probably interprets the play because they think of it as uh, a kind of a counter-revolutionary play, right? So that's uh, as far as we go, right? And of course, this song is important because Lalo's song is playing and that implication at the end of the play is uh, why are they singing this Lalo song, right? And you also have Biba saying, well, we can't even sing the song and if we sing that song, we ask to shut up. And the idea is we're totally dominated all the time. We are not free. We can't do what we want, right? So that's a, a feeling right through, right? And Koka is only one who at one point of time says, well, I don't want to uh, listen to you and I want to fall in line. And what they've done has to be understood, which is also a reasonable and a sensible position, right? Yeah, and uh, Koka seems to be the voice of reason, right? But she also has, uh, it's not like a typical play where you have typical characters, right? Because she's acting the mother, she's acting herself, right? She's acting herself and she wants to get out of the script and everybody, everybody wants to get out of the script, right? So that's where it becomes important and whose script is it, okay? So Lalo has his own script, Beba has her own script, uh, right? And uh, Kuka has her own script. And when they, they do the script of the mother, right? And different people act the script of the mother, it's not in any teleological frame of reference or then uh, it's not, uh, it's, it's very jagged. It's very haphazard. It's going back in time and forward in time and any kind, like you have the marriage scene and then you have this thing of throwing Lalo out of the house, right? Yeah, so all that is uh, what is called a memory play, right? And is dealing with the idea of dream logic, okay? Uh, surrealism and deep dream logic, right? So we're talking about this idea of how does this happen, right? How does Lalo, uh, Lalo's thing work in a dream, right? Yeah, and how do you get the mother, uh, the mother's wedding, right and these are different portrayals right and the idea is what happens to this dream every home actually begins with a dream when people get married there's a dream right yeah and that's why the marriage is important the marriage scene is important right at the end of the uh, of the act one because uh the dream of a marriage is shattered the dream yeah so i don't know whether you can link it up with the idea of Cuba and the Soviet Union and how do they link up together and what happens over there, right? And is that shattered? That's if you are Castro's government, you'd say, well, that's what he's doing. He's using idiomatic ideas. Of course, you can't find any trace of it. You can't put it down and say, well, he's actually talking about this, right? That's very, very, very difficult to do, right? But if they want to really say that, they say, well, the marriage is over, the marriage uh, it's an abortion, right? All that kind of thing. What? Yeah, you're a horrible abortion, right? And that's the birth of the modern Cuba, right? The the Cuba after Castro would be probably uh, that, if you want to look at it that way, right? But that's very very far fetched, and that becomes problematic, right? Yeah. So at one level we have the family drama, 
right? And the family drama is fairly sad because it's a drama which is actually talking about very, very unhappy people uh, from the father and mother down to the children. And the idea of disciplining is a very Victorian style of understanding of the self. How do you get up children? Of course, uh, there's no degree or there's no training. The degree, of course, we get degrees. We know that we get degrees without any training. That's India, of course, and that's the world, of course, according to Rahim uh, Jan Beglu, right? Yeah. So we all get degrees. We know that. But do we get education and do we get training? That's a question that we have to ask, right? And when you come to marriages, there's no education, there's no training. How do you, how are you the perfect kind of mother or the perfect kind of father, right? And that's kind of risk, okay? That's something unknown that people get into. Some people make it, some people don't, right? And everybody has their own ways of getting up children. Some people treat them strictly. Some people treat them uh, very leniently, right? And both are equally wrong. And how to find the actual balance between leniency and uh, discipline, that's a problem that a lot of parents have, right? Now, yeah, so that's it, right? And then you have the discipline of the play, right? The discipline of the play is interesting, right? Because this discipline of the play keeps breaking down. Like the discipline of the family keeps breaking down. The discipline of the play also keeps breaking down again and again. And you find the people scream and they shout and they say, well, I want to get out of this play. I want to get out of the screen. And it makes me sick. I just want to get out, right? Yeah, so you have that constantly happening. And that's what makes the play interesting uh, because it's actually telling you, well, this is a script, right? Are we assassinating the script, right? And that's a question uh, perhaps to ask again, especially when we move to the second act, right? I think uh, we'll break with that and we'll come back to act two, right? Uh, this has not been as long a lecture as the other ones, but I hope we've uh, re read the play uh, as well as we could. Yeah, and I'm looking for questions about the play from you so that we can take up uh, all the questions or whenever you get them up, we can uh, take them and answer them. You can put them on the group and you can send them to me. Thank you.